Hello, Movie Marathoners, and welcome to the Movie Marathoner Sundance 5K series, a series of short episodes centered on the films released at the 2021 Sundance Film Festival. I'm your host, Mati, and in this episode, I'm joined again by Catherine Gonzalez from the Latinx Lens podcast, and today we're reviewing Land. Catherine, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. How, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Um, in the festival, uh, virtual festival um, days, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny because I, I love in-person um, festivals and I really miss them. And I, I've been to quite a few film festivals. And I was like, oh, this one will be easy peasy because it'll be virtual. And then it's like, nope, still need a lot of caffeine and still tired. And um, yeah, but it's been fun. Yeah, this is my first festival, so I don't know anything different, but I'm excited maybe next year when it's all back in, in person to, to go. That'll be fun. Yeah. But um, let's let's not keep us too long. We'll get straight into it. And just as a reminder, every Sundance 5K series episode will be completely spoiler free. Today, we're talking about land. So first, a synopsis. The poignant story of one woman's search in the aftermath of an unfathomable... I don't know if I can say that word. Let me do it again. In the aftermath of an unfathom, nope, I can't do it, unfathomable event for meaning in the vast and harsh American wilderness. Land stars Robin Wright. It is written by Jesse Chatham and Aaron Dignam, and it is directed by Robin Wright in her directorial debut. So, Catherine, we just saw this film. Uh, it's a pretty short one, but it ended like, you know, 10 minutes ago at this point. So these are our very immediate thoughts but what are your overall thoughts on land? I I enjoyed it. I think um, it's not breaking any new ground. I don't think it's doing anything, um, you know, super inventive or crazy. But I think it's a nice story about grief, isolation. I I loved Robin Wright in this role, and also as her directorial debut. I'm sure I don't, I'm sure directing is like really crazy, and like I don't know, this one seems a little bit ambitious in some ways. Like although it is just her, and um, you know, a few other like a. Demi and Bashir, I don't know. It's still like the, I'm sure the elements and like just being up there in the mountains. I don't know. It was, it was, um, it was beautiful, but I, and I sounded a little nosy because I was crying at the end. So I guess that's also <laughs> probably part of my reaction. So sorry if I sound nasally because I was just uh, sniffling and um, I, 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 I don't know. It hit me at the end. So um, I guess that's my immediate reaction. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much agree completely with you that like you took the words right out of my mouth i it's awkward i feel like every time you've come on the podcast we pretty much completely agreed and when rose is on <laughs> we're yeah, usually we're teaming up on her <laughs> but um you know i i think exactly what you said like it, it feels like a very standard film i feel like we've seen films like this many times before but it's kind of like an acting showcase particularly for robin wright and i think she does a good job doing the directing it's not anything that's like wow, I can't believe she tried that or, oh my God, look at this piece of filmmaking. But it's effective and it hits the right notes. And at the end, yeah, it does get a little touching. And I would say also, I enjoyed the last half of the film more than the first half of the film because the first half of the film is kind of like a, just a one-for with Robin Wright. And I thought that once the Demian Bashir character comes in and it becomes more of a twofer, the film really does roar to life and it has a feel-good feeling instead of feeling kind of like misery porn, which is what I was feeling for the first 30 minutes or so. Yeah. And I guess it's weird because in last year, I also, um, this is, I don't, this is not related and and I don't know how it's going to be related, but um, I got really into Yellowstone, the TV show. And 
and so I, it's a lot of that like nature and, and, um, you know, the wide open spaces and like, uh, completely different storylines and everything. But just in terms of that, like, I, I feel like maybe there's a, I don't know if it's a comeback because there's always been these type of stories with like, you know, going um, and with this beautiful scenery and in, in, in the cinematic space. But I don't know. It feels like it was just perfect for me because I've been kind of doing a lot of that. And I got really obsessed with like wanting to go to Montana and like yeah, literally go out. And then I, I think also the fact that we're going through this pandemic and like I would love to be out there just like, you know, completely um, away from people and just trying to get back to it. And um, I know this is not spoilerly, but like there was one moment where she says something where I really just want to savor every moment. I want to notice things. And I feel like that's been kind of me and maybe a lot of people. Um, this last year is like we, when you had to slow down, you realize like, Oh, I don't notice things. I don't take time to appreciate things. And she said that she says that too. Hers is different in terms of, you know, what she's going through, but I feel like it was, it was weirdly reminiscent of like the things that I've been kind of also thinking about um, in terms of like just nature and um, trying to slow down and appreciate things. And um, yeah. So maybe that's why it also hit a little bit harder for me and maybe yeah it was standard film but i liked it i mean it's also hard to do a standard film too you know like yeah. we would have known if it was bad so <laughs> i think that's an accomplishment for robin wright as well like to make a really standard beautiful film i mean that's not an easy feat either so i think that's i, I don't know if i could have done that either <laughs> so <laughs> i kudos um and it just made me want to go out in nature um asap too so that's definitely half the appeal that I found from the film is just the luscious landscapes and trying to figure out where this was taking place. I think it takes place in Wyoming, but we were talking the whole film like, oh, where is it? And it's in the Rockies and it's got these gorgeous kind of like wide screenshots of the landscape and everything. But then it also some of the shots that I like most about the film are these uh, like at dusk shots when they're playing with the light from the campfire or the light coming from the clouds. All that stuff is really gorgeous. And yeah, definitely it, it gave me that feeling where sometimes I'm watching films and I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then, of course, there's another moment in this film where you're like, oh, I, I couldn't do that. I, I would die. But for the first part, you're definitely like, that sounds so nice. Just going out there, seeing if you can live out there for a year. Um, and there definitely is like a, a pandemic aspect or reaction to that for sure. Yeah. I mean, we had one snow day in Texas and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then um, I was like, okay, now it's cold. I got to go inside. And so <laughs> I was like, I, yeah, I definitely don't fool myself into thinking I could not do what she tried to attempt to do. I would have died the first day. <laughs> Probably got eaten by that bear. <laughs> it's been nine degrees here for three days. Oh, so, no, I mean, I fortunately it was on Sundance. So I was going to be inside for the three days anyways, but I can kind of feel the cold. I just don't think that I would be able to survive, um, you know, without air conditioning and in a metropolitan city. So yeah. good for her. Um, I like that you mentioned Yellowstone, though. That's been a TV show that I have been trying to watch for like the last six months. And every time I'm about to start it, I just kind of like push it off. But I've heard such good things. And if it's like this, I'm going to just eat it up. Yeah. And I will say... Um... The first season, it's going to be kind of melodramatic um, a little bit. It's going to feel very over the top and it kind of calmed all the stuff I had, like the flaws that of the first season of Yellowstone, because um, the scenery and just them, like the, the fact like the modern cowboy will get you and it'll keep you going. But you're like, man, this is so dramatic. But then in the second and third seasons, it kind of like um, it still has like, you know, the TV stuff, but I think it kind of fixes itself. I think it was trying to appeal to some, you know, like mm. that audience. And then it was like, oh, we don't need to do that as much. 
but I loved it. And my husband doesn't binge a lot of TV shows and we actually like we binged that and we like bought the second and third one on, we like didn't want to wait. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And then we, we just got, I got so obsessed with like, I even was trying to buy like, Oh, I want that outerwear from the Cowboys and like the beautiful landscapes. I was like, Oh, but just, I guess nature and, and everything. It's just so beautiful. And this movie kind of reminded me that of that again, because this, that season, I mean, that show is and like, it's going to come back this, this year, but um, I'm kind of been, I was like, oh yes, I remember. So it just, it had good memories, I guess. <laughs> Would you rather be in Yellowstone or in Wyoming? Well, I guess Yellowstone kind of is in Wyoming, isn't it? Uh, Parts of it are. Well, yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm a horrible geography. <laughs> um, I think it's a little bit more realistic in terms, like, cause they live real good. Like they're like oh, yeah. rich, rich cattle. So I'd rather be on like in their, uh, their, uh, warm cabin house than the one she was. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she really gets put through the ringer in this, but it's, it's a pretty good film. I, I guess the thing is just that like, because it is what it is and like not much more, there's not a whole lot to talk about here. It's a pretty easy recommend. I would say, um, there's a pretty baseline level of enjoyment of having Robin Wright in an acting showcase, you know? Yeah. I know you, you had written down something like if anything didn't work about the film, I will just say that I think, and I, and I guess the cinematic landscape kind of made me forget about it. And it's, it's not anything where I wouldn't recommend it, but I did kind of think, and I think even Demi and Michelle's character, Miguel kind of mentions it. Like when she wants to, you know, she's like, Oh, I don't care if I starve. And she's like, and he says, oh, only people who um, have had everything, you know, have never been hungry, um, think that's an okay way to die. And I think that's kind of maybe an issue that I had is like, just, I, I feel like like we all want to go and do what she did. Like, you know, if you wanted to escape and not everyone could do that too. So I feel like it was a bit of a privilege, you know, yeah, for her to be able to, to go and escape and, you know, just like forget the world and, and, and not do that. Um, but it is a movie. So I'm like, you know what? And terms of like the movie skate but i'm just like it wouldn't be plausible for people to go and do that or at least at her what she was doing in that level so that's the only thing i guess was my it was like a plot movie flaw but not a big one yeah i definitely did have some questions like what was she doing before this and i mean she did suffer uh what's the word that the synopsis used to keep it spoiler free an unfathomable event i said it right that time <laughs> so you know maybe she just wasn't working before and she's taking a very long extended sabbatical from whatever she does. I don't know. There's not a lot to this character either is the other thing. You know, it's kind of her grief and the story of her grief. But in terms of like characterization, um, she's not like a dynamic character in that sense. But I do think that she's one of those characters that like you can put yourself in her shoes and she's kind of like the um, the surrogate for the audience. So it, it works for sure. Yeah. 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 One little tiny thing. Cause I was just thinking like, there's a lot of things that people go through, but if you start comparing grief to, I stopped myself. Cause I was like, who am I to judge how people kind of go and do their mm -hmm. own thing. Right. And it's also, if she does have the means to go do this, then that's also shouldn't be like a reason. So I was like going through all that a little bit and I was like, you know what, just enjoy the baby. So, um, <laughs> but that was just like a tiny thing. Yeah. It'd be, I wonder if like she has done this in the past, the Robin Wright character or something you know like this seems like it's not a thing that robin wright might do but yeah and well i guess it makes sense for um I, I think what kind of pulled me away from that now that i'm thinking about it um oh well, i guess we're not going to do spoilers so i can't really but there was kind of like a redeeming thing where it made sense why she went to go do that i think in the in the nature part so i kind of was like okay i, I, yes. I get it 
know what you're talking about. And yeah, yeah it, it, you do find out why she does it. And I'm glad that they included that instead of keeping it ambiguous. And I don't know if I would have made the connection that the like the nature aspect is part of that until you just said that. But that's actually yeah. makes complete sense. I, I, yeah, for sure. Um, OK, so we can we can keep this pretty brief. Definitely check out land. I think it comes out pretty soon. Right. I, I think it's already acquired by Focus Features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely recommend this one. Go check it out. when You can. But to close this out, Catherine, since we're the Movie Marathoners podcast here, I've been asking marathon related questions to close us out. Uh, if you had to run a marathon, which character from this film would you choose to run it with? And there is an objective, correct answer, in my opinion. Um, Damien Bashir, because he's going to help me uh, survive. That's, that's a good <laughs> answer. Yeah. But I'm going with Potter, the dog. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he would be. Yeah. He would be the good. Um, uh, he wouldn't talk back. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved him. He was so cute. Such a great little dog in this movie. Um. Buddy Garrity, though, too, would be would be a, a great guy to run the marathon with. Yes, he has a little I was like, oh, him. Friday Night Lights, shout out. Like- yep. <laughs> That's one of those shows that anytime there's an actor from Friday Night Lights in something else, I'll just scream their Friday Night Lights name. Like, no matter how big they get, like, uh, what's his name? Will always be Eric Taylor, Kyle, or- yes. Kyle Chandler, yes, Voodoo Tatum. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Catherine. Uh, where can people find your work online? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ThingsCatLoves and you can find uh, the Latinx Lens podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And then also you can find uh, writings from me and other people on ShuffleOnline.net. Awesome. This has been a Movie Marathoner Sundance 5K series episode reviewing land. Be sure to stay tuned for more Sundance coverage. You can find all of our Sundance 5K series and the main feature episodes of Movie Marathoners, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, at our website, evergreenpodcasts.com slash movie dash marathoners or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. And remember that life's a marathon. So let's take it one movie at a time. Hello. Welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.